Frontier Center for Public Policy has a plan to save Manitoba $2 billion each year. That money would be able to slay our province's billion-dollar annual deficit two times over. So a new report co-published by the think tank looks at the size of Manitoba's public service, which they say is too big for our population, and recommends cutting it by 25%. Marco Navarro Geni is a co-author of the report and president and CEO of the Atlantic Institute for Market Studies. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. So how did you come to the conclusion that Manitoba's public service is too big? Um, essentially, we worked out uh, the, um, we looked at, uh, um, at, the, at the database from uh, Statistics Canada regarding um, public sector employees uh, across the country, uh, parse them uh, for each province. Uh, we separated out uh, the employees that work for the federal government. Uh, the idea here is to show uh, the number of public sector employees from each province that are paid essentially from the taxpayer in each jurisdiction. Uh, and uh, the, the fundamental uh, impetus of the study uh, is simply uh, to show uh, the data in a different light and to provide a, um, a motivation, if you will, for debate about the size and the cost of the public sector uh, across the country. And what did you specifically find uh, in terms of the data? Sh the data shows uh, from uh, the numbers that, uh, that we found that there is an average of 83 public sector workers uh, from uh, across the country in each of the, uh, uh, the 10 provinces, and that uh, Manitoba has one of the highest uh, in the country at 111 public sector workers. This is per uh, 1,000 people? Per 1,000, Okay, yeah. so 83 across the country on average, and Manitoba has 111 per 1,000 people. Right. Uh, we, we went on to calculate uh, that based on what is, uh, according to Statistics Canada, the average salary for a public sector worker in, in Manitoba, uh, there is essentially a, a surplus of $2.2 billion in excess of the average. So if, for example, uh, the people of Manitoba decided to pare down the size of the public sector to, uh, to the national average, and this could be achieved simply by attrition, no one has to be fired. Uh, over the period of basically five to seven years, uh, you could fall back to the Canadian average and Manitoba taxpayers could save uh, $2.2 billion each year. So this would represent a reduction, as you said, of more than 35,000 employees, though, basically. How do you imagine that actually rolling out? I know you said not people wouldn't lose their jobs. It would be through attrition. Uh, but what about picking up the, the slack or the work that had been done by all those people? Well, um, it, it, it doesn't really work that way, right? Uh, if the, the question to be asked perhaps is, if there are other provinces that are able to deliver uh, the services that they do, uh, comparable services, sometimes better, sometimes maybe not so, uh, but comparably speaking, the same quality of services across the board, whether it's, it's education or health care, uh, for uh, uh, less or with less resources and less people, then uh, we hope that Manitobans or uh, the people of Saskatchewan or the people in the provinces that are essentially paying a premium for those services by having an excess number of employees can talk about it and have a debate and decide for themselves.
Okay, so we have uh, David Canfield on the line right now. He's an associate professor of labor studies at the University of Manitoba, and you've been listening to our conversation. David, what do you think of this plan so far? Uh, well, I don't think it's much of a plan at all, uh, in the sense that what we're hearing is some statistics, all statistics are, are fair enough, but the question is then what conclusions do we draw from them? Uh, and to, because Manitoba has a slightly higher percentage of people working in the public sector than a uh, number of other provinces, uh, it's being suggested somehow that there's a problem. But if we're actually going to talk about reducing public sector jobs, what's that going to mean? It's going to inevitably mean a decrease in the quantity and quality of public services that are available to people. Uh, and it's also going to have negative impacts on the economy. So when you slash public sector jobs, uh, you're also going to have higher unemployment. And as more people are unemployed, you then have less household spending, which leads to less demand for goods and services, and more than more layoffs in the private sector as firms feel that. But they're not talking about—they're not talking about cutting public sector jobs. They're no, talking they're about through attrition. Yeah, but I think that whatever's being said, if we're actually talking about what governments will do when they get advice like this. They are actually. You know, take this kind of study as further incentive to cut spending on public services. I think in this climate where we have a provincial government that's already talking about, uh, you know, an attack on public services, that will be the effect. Uh, and so I think we should be naive about this, that if you're actually you're public sector workers, you're going to either have, you know, fewer services uh, or lower quality of services, I think probably likely both, as you have, uh, if you have, you know, fewer teachers, then you're going to have larger class sizes, for example, take people off the public payroll who are health support workers in hospitals and long-term care homes, then that work will be done by uh, people who've been contracted out to private operators. Uh, so it's, it's not so simple in the real world. You can't uh, actually just say we're going to shrink the public sector and not have a negative impact on the quality and quantity of services. Okay, Mark, I'll bring you back in here then. What would you say to a Manitoban then who might depend on, on government services which might be affected by a cut to the public sector? No one's talking about slashing jobs, so, so that's just a, a little bit of fear-mongering. Um, the, there is no evidence, uh, and if David could present the evidence, I'd be happy to look at it, uh, that uh, reducing uh, the number of public servants to some extent, and we're talking about uh, a, a very small percentage, uh, will actually reduce in services suffering. Um, and, uh, and the third point, I think, and the most important point, uh, that, that the economy will suffer uh, fails to see, and of course from a public servant this is kind of self-serving, that uh, public service jobs, A, are necessary. No one is arguing that they should be abolished. But there is a fundamental distinction between a public service job and a job that comes from the productive sector of the economy. So if less money is being used to pay for public sector workers, that money is liberated for the more productive aspects of the economy, and that can have not just a renewing effect of an economy, but sometimes a vivifying effect of an economy. And, and that's the point. The trickle-down effect that, um, that, that we're trying to scare people here, that the economy will suffer if we cut public service jobs, is in fact uh, pointing in, a, in the opposite direction. Now, David, I wanted to ask you about, you know, if the, this study shows that other provinces get by with uh, 83 public sector workers per 1,000. If they can do it, then why can't we? Well, there are issues of economy of scale. So, for example, if you look at the populations, the provinces with the largest populations, Alberta, Ontario, uh, B.C., 
for example. Uh, they have a lower percentage of people working in the public sector, uh, but when you actually think about it, right, if you look at the smaller provinces, they have higher percentages of people working in the public sector, and that has a lot to do with economies of scale. So, for example, if you're going to run a full range of government ministries, uh, you have to run those whether it's a large province or a small province, right, in terms of population. Uh, so you, in fact, have to have a certain number of people doing certain numbers of things regardless of the size of the province. So you're going to see across the board larger provinces tending to have a smaller percentage of the overall workforce in the public sector. So there's, you know, you can't, they're not, you're not comparing like with like okay. when you're comparing large provinces to small provinces. And, and then you also have to, you have to break it down and also look at the populations. Uh, what's the size of the province? What's the, how's the population spread out across the province? What's the level of poverty in the province, for example? Uh, all of these things are going to have uh, effects on the number of public sector workers. Very quickly, we're very short on time, but I have to ask you then, David, Manitoba staring down the barrel of a billion dollar deficit. If the public sector isn't the place to start looking for savings, where would you say is? Well, I think, again, we have to ask another question. What uh, is the cost of servicing the debt? We're paying less as a percentage of provincial revenue now to service the debt than we were in the late 1990s. That's a fact. So the $1 billion only makes you know, sense when you look at it in comparison to the overall size of the public sector and you look at the interest rate that's being paid to service the debt. So there's no debt crisis in Manitoba. I think we actually have to think about the fact that it's a rich country and we need to find ways of redistributing wealth to make sure people can have the quality of services they need. Okay, we're going to have to leave it there. Thank you so much for your time, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank Bye you now. very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And David Camfield is an associate professor of labor studies at the University of Manitoba. Marco Navarro-Jenny is the president and CEO of the Atlantic Institute for Market Studies and the co-author of a report from the Frontier Center for Public Policy that calls for a 25% reduction in Manitoba's public sector.